What is it? It's your future. It's called a Stargate. Chevron 7 locked. Welcome to Walking Through the Stargate. I'm Brent. And I'm Zach. This is episode 197, and we'll be talking about... Oh, 197. 197! That's 197! We are so close. I still haven't gone to the craft store. Anyway, friends, we'll be talking about the Stargate SG-1's episode, Ex Deus Machina. Ex Deus Machina. I was a, di- I was a little disappointed that there wasn't any, uh, any, any origin folks in this one, but that's okay. We'll talk about it. Oh, we'll uh, well, you know. Friends, we are an independent podcast, and if you like what we've got going on, you can support the show at buymeacoffee.com slash walking through, or you can go to our website at wtts.space. Space. And click the little coffee cup icon in the bottom right corner. There you can buy one or two or five or so coffees. And if you really like what we've got going on, I have learned that you don't click the words walking through the Stargate. Something changed. There's a button thing on the bottom of the button thing that takes you to our web, the the Buy Me a Coffee website. (laughs) It's, It's so hard to describe. You click the coffee cup icon. The little widget shows up and at the bottom of the widget, there's a little ovally button and you click on that. That takes you over to the buymeacoffee.com website where if you wish, you can sign up for what they call memberships. That's the monthly recurring thing. We've got the general fund there. If you want to help offset the cost of running this thing, then you can contribute there. Uh, uh, also, there's also wishlist items. There's a couple of standard technological wishlist items that help uh, make shows better that if they fund, we'll get some better mics and a better mixer. Uh, there's also the wish list of uh, watching a couple of more episodes of the non-canonical animated series of Stargate Infinity, uh, watching those episodes and and doing shows on uh, our thoughts about that and posting that onto the main feed. But we won't do it unless it funds and it's slowly funding. It's it is slowly, slowly funding. funding. But it's not there yet, so I have yet another week of uh, just enjoying the fact that I don't have to watch Stargate Infinity. So, you know, that's great. You know, and if you want to make Brent suffer <laughs> in a positive way, you know, it's like exercises. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It's like exercise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. If friends, if you have anybody in your life that needs excellent Stargate podcast content like the stuff you're listening to right now, you can recommend our show and tell them that they can find us on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. I don't even know. Whatever. Uh, All the podcasts. iHeartRadio Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts. Yes. And if they have an agri- a podcast alligator, they can uh, subscribe to our little show by just typing in walking through the Stargate. They will find us and they can subscribe and they would listen to everything that we have to say. They will enjoy their life and they will say to you, how have I gone through life without knowing about this? And you will say, don't worry, you're here now. Welcome. And then they will say, I'm so happy to be here. So Zach. Yes, Brent. If a person is listening to us for the very first time and they decided to start on episode 197 and not episode zero. How might they reach out and let us know that they have found us and they love what we got going on? Well, if this is your introduction to walking through the Stargate, first of all, welcome, welcome. to our little corner of the Internet, which is yes. pretty awesome. If Come I do say so you. myself, mm-hmm. um, you can uh, let us know that you're here by emailing us at walking through the Stargate at gmail.com, which is W-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-H-R-O-U-G-H-T-H-E-S-T-A-R-G-A-T-E at gmail.com. 
with precision. With precision. You know, I mean, I figured if we're talking about people who were brand new, then they missed it in the beginning. So now they need to hear it again. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, you can also, of course, go to Facebook, Walking Through the Stargate. We've got a Facebook page and a Facebook group that uh, shares uh, different uh, memes and such. And, and you can write in your predictions for our thoughts and our Chevron ratings and such there and such um, and all that fun stuff. You can, of course, go to the Discords, uh, which is where most of our life happens in terms of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, and in order to find the Discord, you can go to our website, which is WTTS.space. Space. Ooh, that's very, 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 very Well, dirty. you went, yeah, you went low, so I'm going to go low, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I immediately started thinking about Michelle Obama that says, oh. when they go low, you go high. <laughs> Which has nothing to do with anything. Nope. But that meant that I should have went space. There you You go. I should go high. There you go. Anyway, you can go to our website, which is WTTS.space. Thank you. And then on the top right corner area, you can click on the Discord link and that'll take you to our uh, Discord channel. And then you can join us there like so many other people have. And you can post predictions there and talk about coffees and and not Stargates and 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 tasty beverages and, all and Stargate stuff and predictions and memes and all of it. And it's all there. Yes. All right. And I suppose we haven't done this yet. Maybe we should. We could on our Discord Brit, uh, uh, add a channel for discussing the two hundred sock puppet oh, ideas. That's a good idea. I think we can do that right now. Yep. Yep. So. Brent is now doing this right as we speak. Right this is live podcasting as here. We speak. Yes. So you can, uh, if you've got ideas about what you want to do with your stock, sock puppet. So we haven't talked about this in a few weeks specifically. Now, on the 200th episode, we're going to celebrate that we have made it to 200 episodes, which is amazing. And we're going to have sock puppets and we're probably going to do some sort of, uh, uh, you know, like a, a visual video cast type of thing, um, which will be on top of or aligned with the, the audio we'll strip the audio out and and have that only for the podcast itself but then we'll also have the video cast there I think um uh, i gotta figure out a couple of things about that and then you can post send us a video of you and your sock puppet asking us a question yes however you want to do that any question will do whatever you want it doesn't have to be stargate related and we will answer the question, mostly. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. We will answer every question. Right. Um, not, not right. We didn't guarantee that. Oh, okay. we, we, will, we will answer every question. <laughs> we will give an answer to those questions. Yes. Um, and uh, so it'll just be a fun way to celebrate <laughs> with sock puppets. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, if you want to do a marionette, because oh, that's wow, sure. how you roll... I yeah, mean, I not can't stop do yet. that. I don't no, have those kinds of skills. But if you do, that. you can yeah. do the marionette. Uh, you know, if you can uh, do fun things and goofy things like that, uh, by all means, uh, be as creative as you are able to be. Yes. And for some of us, that would be, uh, you know, gym sock with googly eyes. And, and, others, and for some of us, it's just a sock. Some of us, it's just a sock. Others... We'll create a full-on Muppet, which would, I would be like, wow. 
<laughs> My personal favorite Sesame Street was near. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Four>. Near. <laughs> Etc. Etc. <laughs> There's a music appreciation creator, YouTuber, I can't remember his name. I've watched enough of his videos, you think I would. That was talking about uh the the bananas composition of the um song for 12. Back in the day, oh, one, two, three, four, one, five, five, six, six seven, seven, eight, nine, nine ten, ten, eleven, eleven twelve. twelve. You got it. And uh, the 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 actual like analysis of the musician, music, the, the musical composition is bananas. That song was <laughs> so complex, and yet it like it's in every one of us who grew up with it. It's like it's in our head. Like we we know exactly. Yeah, exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, anyway. So, Sock Puppets for the 200th episode. This is 197. Let's see, 198, 199, 200. Yeah. After the, three episodes left. Yeah, so, which means so when that is that going to be? Today is, as we record this, thing done. Yeah. January 20th. Yep. Um, so, in a couple of weeks, there's going to be this big sports ball thing that happens um, every year. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of, of February. So, we're probably looking at the end of February sometime. Um, you know, so that's... That's what you got for for two hundred for two hundred. Really? Well, I don't know. I mean, one ninety eight is going to be January twenty seventh. One ninety nine would be February third. Yeah, and the the well, the week after that is uh, going to be Super Bowl, the Superb Owl, the Superb Owl. Okay. Um, and the week after that is now late February. Uh, okay. I guess you can. Uh, yes, I guess you can count that. All right. So probably episode 200 is going to be Saturday recorded on Saturday, February 17th. Probably. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not going to be earlier than the 17th. Okay. Okay. But still time is running out. It is. That means I need to run to the craft store. I know me too. <laughs> oh boy. I have been assured that there are googly eyes in the house, but, uh, I, I want to try to, uh, I want to try to make my sock puppet interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I need to uh, do some better figuring about what I want to do with that. I haven't quite figured all of the ins and outs of that. Yeah. Um, so that's just a warning for us because we only have that much time left. That's right. All right. Well, OK. Anything more we talk about that, Brent? I don't think so. OK, then it is time to dig into this episode, which is Ex Deus Machina. Ex Deus Machina. The director for this episode is none other than Martin Wood himself. Yes. Okay. This is the first time we have heard Martin Wood's name this season as mm -hmm. directing. Uh, and we will hear it one additional time as the season progresses. Yes. He's been spending okay. a lot of time on the in the other galaxy. In the in the Pegasus galaxy. In the Pegasus galaxy. Where it's fun and interesting. Hey, we're fun. <laughs> we're interesting. <laughs> Maybe not this episode. Anyway, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later, Brent. We'll talk about it when we talk about it. That's right. The teleplay for this episode is by Joseph Malazzi and Paul Mully. This is their second of seven writing credits this season. Uh, they did uh, The Ties That Bind yeah. earlier, and they've got several more coming up. Yep. We okay. have a bunch of guest actors that we need to talk about. 
Uh, we need to mention that we see again Gary Jones as yes. Chief Master Sergeant Walter Radar Harriman. We've got Barkley Hope returning as Colonel Lionel Pendergast. Yep. We have none other, the inimitable Cliff Simon yes. as Ball. And, 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 and Ball. Ball. And Ball. And, and, and Ball. <laughs> and, and Ball. We have Kendall Cross returning as Julia Donovan. She's uh-huh. the uh, uh, anchor, the news anchor at the very end when they were watching gotcha, the, the news, yeah. right? Um, we've got uh, Lou Gossett Jr. returning as Garrick. Yep. Peter Fleming returning as Agent Malcolm Barrett. Yep. Simone Bailey, who is returns as Kalel. Mm-hmm. And Martin Christopher as Lieutenant Kevin Marks. Yes. He's the on the uh, on the Prometheus there. Mm-hmm. And then we say hello to Chilton Crane, who plays Sheila Jameson. So this is the woman that we meet in the uh, the cafe. Uh yes. Right? So she is known for Final Destination 2, 50-50, and Cut Bank. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, she's an acting teacher as well uh, and does that type of stuff. Uh, her first IMDb credit came in 1988 when she played Peggy in the episode The Currency We Trade In in the TV series 21 Jump Street. Hey! There Haven't you go. have heard that in a while. Yeah. No, we yeah. Uh, we have Sonia Salomas, who plays Charlotte Mayfield. This would be uh, uh, Ball's uh, second-in-command. Yes. Okay. Right? Uh, she was born in 74 in Sudbury, Ontario. Uh, she's an actress known for Watchmen, The Collector, and House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, all in the early to late 2000s. Uh, she studied forestry. Before she moved into acting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so she went to college to study forestry, and she would, like, do all sorts of forestry things, and then she decided to take an acting class and be more creative, and then mm-hmm. here we are. She's actually won two Leo Awards for Best Supporting Actress in a one-hour drama for her role as Maya, Maya uh, Kandinsky on The Collector in 2004. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, the, the, the TV series started in 2004. She won the the Leo in 2005. Ah, okay. Um, and then she was also nominated for a Leo Award for Best Lead Actress in a feature-length film for her role in the movie Firefight in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also another nomination for her role in Durham County in 2008. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, she, in 2006, was nominated for Leading Actress in a Television Series... At the Monte Carlo Television Festival. Nice. Yep. Her first IMDb credit came in the TV movie Together, and that's like the number two gather. Uh-huh. In the yeah. year 2000, uh-huh. she played a reporter. It was an uncredited role. But okay. then, within that same year, uh, she was in one episode of the TV series Together. Uh-huh. Uh, that, that came okay. out. Okay. She was also the reporter, and she was actually credited in that one. Yeah. Okay. All right. And now we have Gardner Miller, who plays Yet Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the uh, Jaffa, who was on the, uh, the, the Hatak vessel uh, hiding behind the moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Right? Right? Thank you. Now you know yes. who that is. Okay. Yes. Um, and I think he was also the torturer. Uh, I think that was the same guy. Gotcha. But I'm not certain. Pretty sure. Uh, I have a mini biography on IMDb by Brunella Batista. Okay. For Gardner Miller. 
Born in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, Gardner has been a professional actor in Vancouver since 1997. He has appeared in many science fiction series, including recurring roles in Stargate SG-1 and Flash Gordon. Uh-huh. A former black belt in uh, Uechi Ryu Karate. Probably butchered that, and I'm sorry. Anyway, he also placed second in the 1987 heavyweight division of the Nova Scotia Bodybuilding Championships and played rugby in the, on the Nova Scotia provincial team for eight years. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, he actually did show up in a previous episode. He was actually around in the episode Origin, uh, but I didn't actually talk about him or mention him at that point in time, so I figured I'd bring him back this time uh-huh. around. And his first IMDb credit came in the TV movie Calm at Sunset back in 1996, and he played Coast Guard Officer. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. So this episode originally aired on August 26, 2005. Mm -hmm. Number one on the charts. In the U.S., we don't talk about them. In the U.K. (laughs) In the U.K., they were listening to McFly saying, I'll be okay. Okay. I have no idea. I have never heard of... I I am imagining Marty McFly... Yeah, me too. ...singing about his uh, trek. This is like, would be like, like, uh, I'm imagining this, this would be like, like after, uh, part two, right? Yes. And he's, he's just saves the day. Yeah, but but now his friend is stuck in, in the 1800s. Yeah. But he's like, I'll be okay. This is what I'm imagining. Yep. Are you Marty McFly? I've got yes. a letter from 1885. 1885. Doc's alive. Doc's alive. Exactly. I should watch that series again. I haven't seen that in a long time. That's it's good. good. It's worth watching. Yep. All right. So in the box office, number one. Returning from last week, the 40-year-old virgin. Ah, yes. Ah, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. So so, so the virgin has brothers, and they are grim. (laughs) And they're grim because they've been crying because he's a virgin. That's because they, and now they have red eye. Okay. All right. And we know how many brothers there are. There were, in fact, four brothers. <laughs> but there was some estrangement there. So when the 40-year-old virgin ceases to be a virgin and gets married, some of those brothers come and are wedding crashers. Oh, look at that. That all worked out. There you go. It worked out just as just as just just like that. It was great. There you go. I, I'm, I'm so glad that you are willing to sit here on this ride with me and yes. then you know tell me that it was great yep it was it was great i like okay it. good job all right so what else was going on besides stargate in you know 40 year old virgins uh-huh well on august 23rd there's this thing called hurricane katrina oh boy that forms over the bahamas and later yep. becomes a category five hurricane yep um also on the 23rd uh, Tans Peru flight, maybe it's trans, uh, I don't know. Anyway, there's flight 204 from Peru crashes in near Pucalipa, Peru, killing 41 people. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
On the 26th of August, the U.S. Postal Service christens a Los Angeles facility as the Ray Charles Station. Ah, okay. And then, on August 29, Hurricane Katrina makes the second and third landfall as a Category 3 hurricane, devastating much of the U.S. coast, Gulf Coast, from Louisiana to Florida, Panhandle, killing more than 1,800 people, causing over $115 billion in damage. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that was a big one. I visited uh, New Orleans in the summer of 2009. Mm-hmm years after that and they were still cleaning up and and part of the 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 work group that we we did uh was helping uh to do some of the the work so what we ended up doing is we were like painting cabins at a a camp for um like foster kids yeah i think um and and such and and this was i don't think this was directly related to the storm itself but it was one of those things that couldn't have gotten done because now all of our efforts was like storm related. And so then when we got down there, like, okay, this is something that we can do to help out and, and, and all that stuff because it wasn't able to have gotten done earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was the situation. Yeah. Anyway. So still it was bananas. Oh my goodness. It was, it was pretty, pretty intense. Uh, you know, I, I have, I heard some stories for some other people, some other groups, uh, that that went down there were cleaning out uh, um, uh, cemeteries that had gotten flooded, mm-hmm. and uh, cemeteries in you know New Orleans because it sits below sea level, they don't actually bury things. It's all mausoleums, mm-hmm. and uh, they 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 discovered things in the cleanup process that uh, teenagers should not discover. Yeah, um, and so then they had to get. Uh, uh, some counselors to come in and and kind of spend some time with them, understandably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Yep. Now, so Hurricane Katrina, really, really bad. Yes, indeed. Now, uh, trivia. I have trivia for this episode. Yeah. Okay. So, in the Richmond Daily Tribune, uh, the local police hiring article includes the following. In addition to the 20 new officers is the proposed purchase of four used El Caminos that will be converted into police cars. The vehicles will come from Dell's used car emporium on Route 6, owned and operated by Binders, Binders brother Delworth Binder. Some eyebrows were raised at this announcement by members of the community and council alike. Binders' only comment was, well, they got to come from somewhere, and at least I know I can trust Dell to give us a good deal. Earlier in the article, it listed Carl Binder as the mayor of Edison. Carl Binder was created... Uh, sorry, the, the, the quote was, they have to give us a good deal. No. Yeah. Earlier okay. in the article, it listed Carl Binder uh, as the mayor of Edison. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, uh, Carl Binder was the creative consultant for this episode. Aha, uh-huh. okay. Uh, the article continues <laughs> on page 4C under the heading nepotism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Yay. Uh, the subheadline in the local Richmond newspaper reads, Massive layoffs bring Edison, Virginia to its knees. Yeah. Uh, and of course it spells its in uh, I-T apostrophe S, which you know uh-huh. in this situation it should yes. be... Uh, ITS, ITS without the yeah. apostrophe yeah. because yeah 
Yep. Otherwise, it's it is. Yeah. Massive layoff brings Edison, Virginia to it is knees. Yeah. That doesn't work. No, it doesn't. So, according to Joseph Malazzi's production notes, the episode's title was a hyperbation of Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. Literally, God out of the machines, meaning yeah. God appearing on a crane or something like that, uh, a, a literary device for a kind of turn of events, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, you know, you got that? So, yep. after he joked, he did this, and then he jokingly suggested... To his writing partners, a plot about Ball working undercover as a mechanic on Earth. And then, you know, it <laughs> got developed. And so then it was changed to Ex Deus because Ball is a former god now. Uh-huh. Yep. With a crane. Yep. Um, so we also learn in this episode that this is now approximately nine months after the episode of Reckoning Part 1 and 2 and the Battle of Dakara. Uh, and I also learned that when uh, Lou Gossett Jr. was recording his stuff for this episode, he was very, very sick. Oh. And they had to take him to the hospital for a while, oh, and so no. they had to film over a few d- extra days and such. Yeah, okay. That's a bummer. Yeah. Um, I guess it just made him even grouchier. And, and uh, even, even more hurried through his lines. Yeah. Yeah. So, this episode, uh, in other languages, we call it Ex Deus Machina. Yep. The Germans just dub in English, and the Hungarians, Ex Deus Machina. Oh, okay. Um, the French call it the Land of Asylum. <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> Earth, the Land Earth. of Asylum. <laughs> right, right, right. And, uh, and we've got three others from the Italians, the Spanish, and the Czech. And I don't know which one's the best. The Czech call it the return. The retired God returns. <laughs> retired. <laughs> yeah. The Spanish call it the cloned God. <laughs> oh gosh, Spain. Uh. and and the Italians call it the several lives of Ball. <laughs> oh, that's that's clever-ish. <laughs> Not quite. That's, 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 the Spanish title definitely, uh, they, they, they took over the German responsibility on that one. <laughs> yeah, they did. The Germans were like, we're just going to dub over the English. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. The Spanish are like, hold my cerveza. <laughs> exactly. Now, yes. are you ready for the synopsis? Yes. Let's okay. dig into this. So, a few caveats. Um, my creative juices are low. I don't have a lot of energy for doing creative things. Okay. But there's this thing called ChatGPT. It's <laughs> it's an AI system that, that you can add things into it and it will change things up for you. Yes, it's true. Um, and so, I took the summary for this episode that I found on the uh, Stargate Wiki fandom page, whatever it is. And I said, give me this in the voice of Teal'c writing a mission report. Oh, that's good. Okay. And I haven't read this, so we'll see what, it, what it's like. All right. Okay. All right. Report. SG-1 mission summary. In the, mis- in the recent mission, the Jaffa High Council faced significant upheaval as Garrick assumed a prominent role, becoming the de facto leader of the Free Jaffa Nation. The trust members compelled to flee were ensnared by the Guawuld, leading Colonel Carter to conclude their leadership infiltration. Mm-hmm. Chronicle of events, previous developments, 
Garrick's ascent in the Jaffa High Council, trust members fleeing, falling under Gulawuld influence. Current situation. Mm-hmm. Following Valamalduran's disappearance post-Kalana incident, Lieutenant Colonel Cameron Mitchell took command, assembling a team comprising Lieutenant Colonel Samantha Carter, Dr. Jack Daniel Jackson, and myself. A Jaffa warrior linked to Garrick was found deceased in rural Virginia, necessitating investigation. Mitchell and I interrogated Garrick on Dakara, but his evasion skills proved formidable. Simultaneously, Daniel and Carter delved into a conspiracy involving corporations, particularly Pharaoh Marshall Aeronautics, which ties with ties to the trust. Despite previous efforts against the trust, suspicions lingered about Gould infiltration in Earth's influential circles. Mm-hmm. Jaffa leader Kalel on Dakara corroborated our suspicions. Shockingly, it was revealed that Ball, a notorious Guawuld system lord, was operating incognito in the United States. Garrick sent Jaffa to Earth with the intent of capturing Ball, consolidating control over the Jaffa High Council. Mm-hmm. Subsequent events unfolded rapidly. Unsuccessful raid on Pharaoh Marshall's headquarters by Garrick's Jaffa. Ball's public announcement of acquiring Hamill Technologies. SG-1's endeavor to capture Ball outmaneuvered Garrick's Jaffa and and defuse a bomb without exposing the Stargate program. Mm. Critical moments. Revelation of Ball's presence in the United States. Threat of a Naquita bomb and Ball's public address. Attempted use of symbiote poison against Ball. Ball's Revelation of bomb location in Seattle. Mm -hmm. In the final moments, the skyscraper housing the bomb transported into space. (laughs) Ball's disappearance. Garrick's capture and execution of Ball securing favor with the Jaffa High Council. Carter's discovery of Ball's cloning experiments with clones now freely present on Earth. Conclusion. The mission's successful resolution averted a catastrophic scenario. However, lingering concerns persist regarding potential Guawuld presence within Earth's corridors of power. Vigilance and continued cooperation are imperative to safeguard against future threats. Respectfully, Teal'c. (laughs) Yeah. So, Brent. Mm, Yeah. That was kind of fun. Uh, Sure. That was fun. Ex Deus Machina. Yeah. What'd you think? Not fun. <laughs> Not fun. No, it was. Uh, so I, I think, I think, unfortunately, unfortunately for my enjoyment, which is I'm going to own. This is a very selfish desire of my part. I'll own this. It's fine. Right. Okay. For my entertainment, I think it's a little unfortunate that such talented actors Talented showrunners and writers, talented directors, and a talented crew that makes a good show did this because if any one of those things was different, I probably would have a lot more fun just ripping it to shreds because this episode, it, it, it did, it did, it, it tried to do so much. There was, <laughs> there was so much happening. That every one thing was like maybe 
maybe three fifths as developed as it should have been. Like <laughs> everything, everything, every time something came up on screen, I was sitting, I was spending time while stuff was going on, trying to remember how it kind of related from before or if or if the gaps in my memory were uh, hindering my ability to understand or maybe not. Maybe, 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 maybe that gap is kind of intentional. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, like I was like, right. The relationship with the NID isn't what it used to be, but I can't remember exactly what happened so that we're all cozy buds now. I, I, are we cozy buds with the NID now? Maybe, maybe, maybe we are not quite so cozy, but you know, whatever, like, I guess I guess this is happening. Um, oh, we're talking about uh, the relationship thing. Uh, Carter seeing somebody who she see. Wait a minute. She's talking about O'Neill. Are they is that what's is that? Are they keeping that hidden? Did I miss that? Is that something that's happening? OK, well, whatever. The Jaffa. OK, so we got the High Council. That's great. And we got uh, we got Teal, like hero of the Jaffa. Um, what is it? What is this title? Like bloodkin to all Jaffa. Yeah, that's right. Um, like. Sort We've of kind of forgotten about that now, haven't we? Right, and you know, like there's some tension there. That's okay. That's all right. But what's this? What's this clandestine action of uh, another fellow Jaffa High Council member just kind of like sneaking in the shadows, being like, "Hey, hey, 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 Teal'c, balls on Earth." What? Yeah, he's on Earth. You should go. Okay, I'm gonna go. And then later he shows up and he's like, "Yeah, y'all, you are trying to get ball on Earth," and she's all like, Psh, "We know that, loser." Like, <laughs> like, like, what? What was? Was she is she is she a friend? Is she not? Is she why was she being so hidden? Does she need to be? What was that about? I don't know. Then we got then we got the stuff going on on Earth. <laughs> we got it's like crazy town, like the office shootout scene. <laughs> wow, that was yeah. a thing that happened with the guy playing video poker at like 10 o'clock at night. Oh, Wow. Uh, the, the sudden, uh, I don't think I have seen the, uh, the Asgard transporter technology move something that big. And it kind of asks the question, is there a limit? <laughs> like what's the, what's the limitation of this device? Can it, if it can move entire buildings, could it move entire spaceships from one spot to another? Could we be like, you know, using that to our advantage or like. Uh, you know, like get ourselves out of the way or maybe get an enemy ship like transported into the middle of a sun. That'd be pretty sweet. Like, Ooh. right. Like, but I kind of don't know if that's ever going to come back. <laughs> like, that seems a little much. Um, and a building made out of Naquita. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> it's like there's Naquita everywhere. Wait a minute. <laughs> There is Naquita everywhere. This whole building is Naquita and nobody saw it disappear. And now the conspiracy theory, whatever. La la la. Oh my gosh. There was so much going on. Okay. But let me bring it back. And then like the trust, like, I guess I knew that the trust was infiltrated, but since I haven't cared that much about the trust, that was an all, that was like a moment of like, oh, right. That. And I'm not even, I, Zach, I haven't even gotten to the point of the episode yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair? I've been jibber jabbering talking about all this ping pong ball stuff that's been happening. And the point of the episode <laughs> is that ball is on Earth and has cloned himself. What? <laughs> 
I got to tell you, I think that the first idea of Ball hiding out and being a mechanic would have been far more interesting because instead Ball shows up on Earth. And of course, he has to be a ghoul, which means he is a chief executive officer of something that has money that is able to participate in high finance. I got to tell you, friends, I don't know if you've been to a bank lately, but they don't let you walk in with gold bars and walk out with like the ability to buy corporations. <laughs> like there's, there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, so, Oh, I, I'm sorry. I forgot. He infiltrated the trust. He is now controlling the trust and all of their mechanisms. Got it. And then, so should I have known of the Pharaoh Marshall, company and when he acquired hamill technologies was that the one was that the, the billionaire playboy one i can't remember if i should know this or not i, I think both of those are new companies okay in the stargate universe so then why have a little thing about him acquiring a company at, like just to have him have a press release like I, like newsflash friends like i you know other than like a couple of famous billionaires y'all probably cannot mention any chief executive officers no matter how many press conferences they give about acquiring a company, <laughs> nobody cares. Like all of a sudden this thing of like, oh, shoot, we can't do anything against Ball. He's now a public figure. Is he? It, it, it. He, he got on camera. Sure. Do you know how many ding dongs get on camera every day? <laughs> I don't get it. So this is 2005. They didn't have as many ding dongs back then. Mm, sure. Um, <laughs> so so if this episode had. Um, this this episode was fine, genuinely. I I don't like it. I didn't have a good time with it. It oh my gosh, there was just so much information, and it wasn't it wasn't it 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 connected, and it told me things, but it was still. I mean, I'm gonna stand by that like three fifths analogy type of a thing where it's like it's not quite working. Uh, if the showrunners had been less uh adept at what they did. If the if the actors had been less familiar with the characters, if the director had been less able with running the show, if the crew had been less uh, uh, less talented in creating the visuals and cre you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if any of those things had been different, this would have been a uh, boy, a train. This would have been bad, 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 bad. But it wasn't. It was a good uh, set of writers and, and showrunners. It was a good director. It was great. You know, like everybody was really is really, really good at what they do. So as a result, this episode, which is like, what is happening here is is middling. It's, you know, like it did fine with what it was. It's just as weird that it was this. And 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 I, I think I get what um uh what was what was happening with uh you know, trying to get the story to move forward. I mean, I, 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 I get that we wanted to bring back a villain from a previous season in a way that can make him a new threat. But this, 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 all this business of having to basically restart every single season from scratch, I think is just finally getting old. Like when they brought in the Ori, and you know, the, the, you know, starting at 1.5, the new team, mm -hmm. it, I, that has that has a breath of fresh air that gives you the ability to say we don't have to worry about any threads from a pre from previous seasons. We don't have to worry about it like we are creating a new set of stories in the same universe. We can go forward. 
you know, they 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 wrote off Ball last season, and I think they did a fine enough job with it. Well, I mean, they 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 defeated him at Dakara, but that was but then he escaped. Whatever, sure, fine. He's gone. He's escaped. I don't care. Like, I mean, I do now because he's back. But if I, if I had never seen Ball again, if if Ball had not been a part of this season and maybe next, I don't know, then we would just kind of shrug our shoulders. We'd be like, oh, well, this was the story of Ball. He might still be out there. Maybe there's something to do. You know what I mean? Like we we it, we we deal with that all the time in consuming television story content. Like we, it, it's it's okay. But now he's definitely back, and now we've got the gimmick of him cloning himself. How, how is that working? I, I presume that he has one symbiote, unless he's cloning the symbiotes too. How is that a good idea? Like, how, like what? How? Who? Where? So many questions. So many questions. And not questions that weren't set up in a way that makes me go, ooh, I want to know more. Questions are more along the lines of like, what is happening here? Like, <laughs> this feels this feels like a like a like a chaos festival, without any of the enjoyable like chaos aspects of throwing things upside down. Um, within story, it's just there's a bunch of balls now. Like, <laughs> great, and 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 will there be many more? How many is too many? <laughs> Will there be an army? Are we going to have a scene where there's 10,000 balls <laughs> like attacking? I don't know. Like what? What's what's going on? And and also the whole the whole notion of just leave me in peace and I won't do anything. I'll respect your laws. Just leave me alone. Oh, by the way, to ensure that you leave me alone, I'm going to commit mass murder. <laughs> It, it it it's it's very gold. It, it is exactly on brand. I will grant you that for sure. But because it's so ludicrous, right? At least to me, like like him again with the whole like, what if Ball was a mechanic? That felt like that one could, like you could be an individual who has decided that it is in his own best interest to pretend to be a nobody um actually i think it works really well here's why uh you could pretend to be a nobody but every time somebody comes into your shop you could lord it over them that you know way more about this card than they do (laughs) 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 that i'm pretty sure you're gonna need another another uh, you know a five thousand dollar transmission in this thing what it's only got ten thousand miles yeah i know they're terrible cars I can just see him manipulating people as a mechanic in a way that also is very cool. Like, <laughs> but in the zone of, I can't get my head much above the surface because I'm in a, such a vulnerable position. Like I can't, I can't do this, but I can also just be just a supreme and utter jerk. Um, I can live a life where I am ignoring laws because nobody's looking at me um you know i can get away with being a very bad bad individual for a very long time because i'm just an unassuming mechanic that's living in in mississippi or something i don't know you know what i mean like like you know yeah sure the law might catch up with me but it's gonna take a while and by then i'm going to have my act figured out and do instead he's all like i know what i'm gonna do i've got this organization that we have infiltrated i'm gonna go 
to the to the lion's den, Zach. Earth. Okay. Earth kicked his butt. <laughs> I mean, sure, it was the Jaffa that you that, that 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 did the actual butt kicking itself. But you don't know, get that. Like the, the like Earth has developed a reputation as being individuals who are powerful in the galaxy. <laughs> like we have. We're so far away from season one SG one. It's ridiculous. And he decides, oh, I know I should go there. <laughs> so I, I think that you are forgetting the megaloman, me, megalomania of the world. Like, and, and ball is the megalomaniacally intense of the bunch. Uh, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure I do. mean, he, he's he's I mean, if, if megalomania is a feature, a trait yeah. <laughs> of yeah. of Guawuld, <laughs> it's in technicolor when oh, it comes yeah. to ball. Right. So the idea of ball trying to create an unassuming persona is something he could not do. Fair. So I'll give you. So there. So that um two. He also believes he is a god, um, and he's he has drank his own Kool Aid on that. Sure, right? Um, which means uh, if there is any defeat that he receives from somebody, then it is his responsibility to find a way to lord it over them, so that he can prove that the defeat was just part of the process. Hmm. Right now, is is any of that like real? Right. Most of it is no. Most of it's just in his head. Yes. Right. But but it's also a ghoul, and that's what ghouls do. And maybe that's what I'm saying. Of like, especially when I kind of put the ghoul threat against the ori threat, I'm looking at it going like, why are we still talking about these snake people? So, because they're still in the galaxy. I don't care. It's a well, story. Well, they're still there. You still got to talk you, about them. No, you can say anything you want. It's a story. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. You yeah, can be but all we've like, learned from Stargate from the very beginning. Okay, now, now, by the way, just, yeah. just to clear, I, I don't think this is a great episode. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. We, we are in lockstep on that. <laughs> well, let me pivot it over to you. Okay. What do you think? All right. So, uh, as I mentioned, you know, one thing that I appreciate about this episode is that it it continues uh, storylines and develops them, right? We, we develop more of the, the, the Garrick storyline and the High Council storyline. We mm-hmm. actually get to see some of that play out. It, is it the way we perhaps want it to? Eh, maybe not. You know, we want, we want Tilk to be awesome and wonderful. Sure. But, but, yeah. but Garrick is taking over, and he's even turning potential allies into um, potential uh, adversaries, Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's what's going on with Kalel when she talks to him at first, and then she's like, uh, "You don't know nothing." Later on in the episode, oh, um, fair, okay. You know, um, we also learned that, like, and I appreciate Garrick's uh, portrayal, right? Garrick, like, I have seen this on Facebook, right? People who like the Golden Rule. What's the Golden Rule, Brent? Yeah, that do unto others as you should. You would have them do unto you. Okay, so what I have seen people do on Facebook, like they like 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 create memes for this that say, "Well, clearly you 
screwed me over when you did X, Y, and Z. Therefore, that must mean, well, that's what you want me to do to you. So here I go. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. You know, it's like, wait a second. It's the golden rule. Right. I'm like, no, 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 that, 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 that's not how that works. Right. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> uh, but, but that, that's, but we get that kind of thing with Garrick, which, which, uh, makes him a very, uh, an even more dangerous character, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and a leader. Um, and, and, and I appreciate that, right? Um, I appreciate that we get to return to the Gua'uld. The Gua'uld have been defeated. They aren't the powerhouses that they are in the world, but they're still Gua'uld. They're still, uh, you know, they've got that trait of megalomania. Uh, they, and, and now we have Ball, who has set himself up prior to be the, the, the biggest, baddest Gua'uld of them all, mm-hmm. uh, has now found his way back onto Earth to say neener, neener, neener to our heroes, which, okay, you know, I, I kind of appreciate that, um, you know, and, and I can appreciate you uh, not remembering the trust and not remembering the NID and all of that stuff. Uh, we haven't really talked about them uh, since Pete. And, yeah, and we, we've done everything we can to forget about Pete. <laughs> it, it's, it's pretty easy for me to forget about Pete. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, Agent Barrett is a member of the NID, and he was tasked by the president or somebody uh, recognizing that the NID had a rogue element to uh, take that rogue element out. <clears throat> and he did a pretty good job of uh, excising the rogue element of the NID uh, from the organization. Now, that said, the people who were that rogue element of the NID just weren't part of the NID anymore. Right. But they, they didn't get, like, eliminated. Right. Um, and so we have heard uh, several times about different groups of uh, business leaders who have no scruples uh, wanting to use alien technology for its own benefit. Yeah. And then they developed into the trust. And then we learned that the trust did get uh, 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 taken over by the Gua Wold. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they stopped some of them, but they were you know, not naive enough to think that they had stopped all of them. And sure enough, now we have uh, Ball with his megalomania uh, and his wanting to go neener, neener, neener to the people of Earth. Where exactly would he go? Of course he'd go to Earth because those are the people who beat him. That, he's not thinking about the Jaffa as people who beat him. He's looking at Earth as the people who beat him. So he's trying to try to, uh, you know, take it to them. Um, and then we introduce the whole uh, clone balls thing. Yeah. Which is bonkers. A great. Yeah. Now, now, it's introduced here. I, I, I will spoil this. Uh, we will see balls again. I uh, I. <laughs> if if we never first if we never saw clone balls again one i would be happier but two i would have been like what was that about <laughs> now um knowing what i know about the future storylines of balls mm-hmm. this is the storyline when we are introduced to them and i appreciate it sure um and 
I, I still, like, I was talking to Julie last night about this episode, trying to understand what's going on with the balls. Yes. Um, and, and I still haven't figured it out. I, I don't know. And, and, sure. and we'll, we'll, we'll learn more information. But on what we know in this episode is apparently Ball has cloned himself and the Gua Wooled. And so now there's at least five of them. Uh, there are four left. One got killed. Yeah. Right. We know that there are at least four. And they appear to be of a, the same mind. Yes. Uh, to the point that they oh, were willing right. to sacrifice one of them. Yeah. Um, kind of sucks to be that one. Right. Um, you know, here, here's the thing. It's like, I mean, Google would have genetic memory. We know all of this stuff. So it would make a certain amount of sense that if you cloned a bunch of yourself, if you were a Google Wooled, uh, that they would all have your memory uh, up until that point. Yes. And, you know, which would include subsequently your... Uh, your thought processes and 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 uh, plots and ploys uh, about what you wanted to do with this whole cloning process, but as soon as they're created, their experiences diverge, and yes. now you have a whole bunch of clones that have different experiences. So what the heck is going on? And honestly, I don't know for certain if we ever get a real good answer about that. However, we do know that the clones, on some level, are arrogant. They're all arrogant, and that they have a unified plan, and at least at this point in time, they are working together on that plan. So, can I interject? Yes. Yeah. In doing this, though, see, this is the deal. Here's the problem. The problem is that this is a story. A story with creators. And it's not, it's not reporters. Right. It's not people walking around with 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 um, cameras filming a documentary. These things didn't happen. These things are created. And so the story is the story runners. The story is wanting to introduce as a story element, multiple megalomaniac, incredibly selfish, individualistic enemies that are uh, uh, waning. They're on the wane. It's like um, I watched a little video about, uh, 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 you know, the the how the, one can make an academic argument that the fall of Rome actually happened multiple times with multiple Romes. Right. The last okay. of which was the inheritor of the Eastern Empire, the Ottoman Turks, who, when they first conquered uh, the Eastern Roman Empire, declared themselves rulers of Rome because everybody was talking to themselves as Rome. Right. And how that didn't fall apart until the World War One. And but in the latter days of the Ottoman Empire, it was taken over a couple of times. There was a couple of coups, et cetera. And I, I'm looking at this like Ball isn't the meanest, baddest ghoul wooled. He's the he's the one who's coming in after all of the mean, bad ones have been killed. He's he is taking over a waning, uh, waning empire he's not big and bad and powerful he's pathetic and annoying so as a story we are deciding to bring in a pathetic annoying bad guy who is a megalomaniac who is trying to thumb it in our nose and have himself set up on earth and not only that we're going to have five different versions of him living at the same time and you're telling me that they're all working in concert no what's going to inevitably happen with this story because they're going to have to go there with this 
is that the balls are going to betray each other somehow, some way that is going to turn into a survival of the fittest type of a thing that they're going to be a nuisance, but they're never going to be a major threat because we've already established that we've dealt with them. They're going to be a thing in the story that is something we've got to deal with. That's taking us away from this new bigger threat. And so by the time this resolves, I'm going to be sitting here going like, finally, that's over. You know, when Apophis was finally getting powerful through weird story hoop jumps and things, remember how I said, you know what? Fine, fine. I'm done bagging on this bad guy. If the show wants this guy to be the bad guy, fine. I'm going to quit dithering about the logic of it and accept him as terrible. And then he, <laughs> and then he plows himself <laughs> into a planet like maybe an episode later. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, it, that, that, that happened. The, yeah, in the same way. I mean, I'm feeling very similar about this one. Like, and my frustration is that is that the show has hooked onto great drama. It already has its hands around really compelling story. It doesn't need to introduce this. It doesn't. But it did. Here we are. And. I get the sense because, you know, you do this long enough. You can't really avoid the spoilers. I don't know why people love ball. Not, you know, they don't love ball, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I don't know why Cliff Simon is so highly regarded in the fandom, but I think I'm seeing the beginnings of it. I think that there is a, that he is a major part of the story here. And I I hope that I'm wrong, but I got to tell you, I'm sitting here like, oh, really? Really? We just can't let these ghouls go, can we? All right. I guess we're going to kind of do it again. I wonder how he's going to get defeated this time. Maybe different C4. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm grumpy about it. Again, Like, if it wasn't for the quality of the people that are involved with this thing, I think this would be a train wreck. But it isn't. It's just it's just ugh. here we are. Yep. Um, and you did mention shifting gears a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the uh, the the not so subtle subtle uh, comment by by Carter. Not exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I assume so that, that that was. Yeah. I think so. Um, Joseph Malazzi didn't originally add that in there, and I think I think that was like Rob Cooper's idea. Sure. To to toss that in there. Um, and then the question was asked, um, who's she dating? Right. And, and, uh, you know, everybody has their opinion. Uh, and, uh, Cooper's response to Malazzi was, well, we'll let people think. <laughs> <laughs> it's car. It's, um, it's O'Neill. It's fine. He's still a general. That's super unprofessional, but whatever. Well, but, but 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 he is not in her direct line of command anymore, and that's the key. I mean, I believe it, but at some point, you know, you you get to be a big enough general, <laughs> you're kind of everybody's boss. <laughs> Whatever, I, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. It's fine. Look, if 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 I have to if I have to deal with Ball and his many balls being back, then yep. I'm going to sit here and just placate myself by saying, no, it's it's Sam and Jack are dating, and it's fine. It's good. Good stuff. You know, so there there will be a few more um, breadcrumbs um, about that as the the series progresses. Sure. 
Um, but uh, I won't say any more than that. What's funny is that when she was saying those lines, I was um, maybe this is kind of indicative of sort of the confusion that I was in when I was trying to kind of piece this all together, you know, like, oh, you're single again. And and and, and my brain was like, no, Amanda just had a baby. She's married. Wait, no, this is Samantha <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Some yeah, Amanda had the baby. Yes, Samantha was running R and D. Yes, not exactly single. Not exactly single. Um, yeah. So, um, you know the the this episode is what it is. Um, I like elements of it, but I also get bored. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, you're right. I mean, I just beamed. A, like the idea of sprinkling enough Naquita into a building <laughs> is exactly the type of thing that Ball would do. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I guess I just didn't appreciate the physical properties of Naquita. <laughs> well, so like, like I here's my thought is like I'm pretty certain like, like it's not like the building was made out of Naquita. No, but apparently a sprinkling is all it takes. Well, no, I mean, I, I would guess that that uh, most of the the iron girders and whatnot uh, were coated in in Naquita, or, or perhaps they were a Naquita alloy and whatnot. I don't know, but we learned from even the movie way back in the movie that if you add a nuke to Naquita, it goes oh, <laughs> really yeah, big. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, right. You know, um, and and of course, uh, the the Stargate itself is made of primarily Naquita. Mm-hmm. And 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 that stuff survives like all sorts a of stuff. A lot. It survived uh, the the big the biggest baddest nuclear bomb we could have put in front of it last episode. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know it, it's oh it's wait a minute. Stuff. I'm sorry. Isn't that a logical fallacy? Then it was a gate buster, and we clearly well, saw no, it did not bust the gate. No, the bomb from last week. The, yeah, the bomb from last week was a Nequadria bomb. Yeah, but they nicknamed it the Gatebuster, didn't they? Yes. It didn't bust but, the gate. But, because it was Nequadria, not Naquada. I'm just saying. If it's going to bust a gate, I want my big gates busted. Well, don't it didn't promise, actually bust the gate. But don't that's, promise busted gates if you can't deliver a busted gate. Well, you know, I mean, you know, Samuels way back in season one promised a ghoul buster. And his, <laughs> his nukes, Nacquita laced nukes, bounced off of the ship's shield. <laughs> All right, I guess, uh, guess we got to go back to the drawing board on that one. Get Dr. Bill on it. There you go. We need Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee will figure it out. He'll figure this out. Uh, yeah, there, there are elements of this episode that are, that, um, are good in that they... They continue or, uh, you know, unfold uh, new elements of old threats. Um, and, and I appreciate that. Um, you know, I, I, can, I can hear what you're saying about wanting, you know, just letting the, the gold go. Sure. Um, but uh, that's never been Stargate's MO, right? The stuff that happens in the past is still something that is an issue in the present. Um, and so, you know, bringing back the Gould in some fashion, uh, in this new reality of a galaxy was a necessity. It, it's something that, that they, they had to do because that's who they are. Uh, it's okay. not just a, it, it's, it's part of their, their 
DNA. It's not just a, a feature, you know. Um, so they had to. And I appreciate that they used Ball and they went absolutely bonkers with it. I think I appreciate that. But they did. I mean, they definitely went. Uh, <laughs> they definitely had balls to the wall, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fragile ball ants. Yep. Uh, I, I, there, there's a joke in there somewhere. I just haven't found it yet. I mean, I didn't see any ants. Maybe he, maybe that's later. Maybe he'll, uh, well, maybe he'll clone them, but bigger. Ooh. Yeah. It's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yes, only in reverse. And only in reverse. Yep. Um, well, we'll have to wait and see. Of course, if you took an ant and you blew it up to human size, it would suffocate. Uh, look, the details of uh, of physics and science seem to be a little loose on the show. So let's just assume <laughs> that we can figure that part out, too. OK. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. Um, in any case, uh, I think I have said what I need to say. Um, I have definitely said plenty. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, I ask you, Brent. Yeah. How many chevrons will you give? Ex Deus Machina. So I am of several minds on this one. Like the the uh, uh, you can have as many minds and clones as you want, but sure. you can only have one rating. Yeah, right. I I definitely am not enthused about the return of the Ghoulwold. Um, I I hope that I am proven wrong. I hope that the story comes along and says. Brent, you think you know where this is going, but here's a twist and it's going to be fun and you're going to enjoy it. I really do. But I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. So here we are. That's happening. Um, so much occurred in this 43 minutes and it, I, it was just exposition heavy and they did a great job trying to make exposition exciting, right? They showed a lot of things, but in the, I, I don't felt like I didn't feel like I could like dwell on any of it. It was just, it just, just was this was happening, that was happening, this was happening, that was happening, and it didn't quite have the congruity that I needed to kind of sort of put it all together. So I'm left with an episode where a good amount of information is happening. There's definitely some world building stuff that has occurred. I'm annoyed with it. Uh, There's some neato aspects that seem to be glimmering around again, transporting a whole building. That's interesting. Um, And, you know, the good stuff remains the good stuff. Like the cast just keeps doing a great job. Like uh, I finally got a little bit more of the Jaffa storyline. The Jaffa storyline didn't stink. It just was weirdly fast. Um, you know, it didn't really feel like it had time to really kind of brew and develop such that I was a little like, you know, bouncing around you explaining that perhaps uh, Garrick is really good at uh, shifting people's alliances. That was a great explanation. Then show it to me. Right. Like, don't don't make me try to guess as to what's going on here. So it's it's definitely meh. But is it bad meh or good meh? I think it's I think we need to give it a four. I don't think I can give it a three. That feels just a little harsh, even though that's where I want to kind of go. But I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. So four out of seven for me. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I look back on this one and be like, hey, this is where I got introduced to all this crazy stuff. That was a lot of fun, but we'll see. Four out of seven. So what about you? Four out of seven. How many do you give it? Um, Before I get to my Chevron thoughts, um, your comments there made me think of something. Mm-hmm. Um. This was an exposition-heavy episode, right? They yeah. they told us a lot of stuff. They didn't show us a lot of stuff, right? Um, 
And that was because Robert Cooper spent all of their money on the first three episodes of the <laughs> season. I don't know. They shot the heck out of those uh, uh, the that office furniture. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, but the, you know, like you didn't get to see ball getting captured. You didn't, no. I mean, you know, you didn't get to see uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, and, and so they had to cut a lot of corners there because they just didn't have the money because they spent it all in those first three episodes. Sure. Not that that was a bad thing. They needed to do that, but now you have to pay the piper. Yeah. Uh, and so you get some episodes like this that, that are... Uh, exposition heavy, and they tell us a lot of things. And they don't get the chance to show us a lot of things. Um, uh, incidentally, that's one of the reasons that I went with the the mission report by Teal. Because mm. uh, it's just telling us a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, you know, see, like, 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 like I bring it around. I, I yeah, it's I, full I, circle. I, yeah, yeah, just yeah, like yeah. a oh, stargate. I, I write down, you wrote a four. Um, so with this episode, yeah, it, it's it's a middling episode. Um, it's, it introduces, reintroduces Ball. Yeah. Uh, and the clones. Uh, I do appreciate that one of them was wearing a polo shirt with the Ball symbol. Yes, I <laughs> did like that. <laughs> As a logo. I kind As of, a logo. I, I kind of almost sort of want a, a, I, a polo with that embroidered. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yep. Um, now for my, pers- my rating, um, I think I will give this a little bit bigger than you at a four and a half. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, it, you know, for me, if you get into the fives, at least for today, when you get into the fives, that you're getting into pretty good. Yes. And, and this, like, reaches for pretty good and doesn't quite grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, one of the ways that I know on that is, is how... Uh, how much am I, is my body wanting to reach for my phone yeah, during an episode? Sure. Right? Yeah. Right? If, if, if I'm watching the episode and, and I want to reach to my phone to, to play a game or reach my phone or, or, and, and check if I got any messages or, you know, whatever it is or, you know, the stupid things you do when you grab your phone. It doesn't yep. matter. Right. You know, it, when the more I have that desire, the more I know that this is an episode that is not holding my attention. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a good episode, but it's almost there, kind of. <laughs> so four and a half. Four and a half. Four and a half. All there right. There you go. We have some, uh, predictions though, Brad. Yes. Let's go dig into that. I have, uh, several, uh, predictions on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start with Dimitri. Hi, Dimitri. Hey, Brent. Hey, Zach. Long time listener. Second time writer. First mm-hmm. attempt, I missed the window. <laughs> ah, that's true. He, yeah, D- Dimitri uh, 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 posted something last week uh, after we'd finished recording. Ah, I see. Um, so, hello, Dimitri. Uh, hello, Dimitri. Welcome. Uh, by the way, thank you for keeping me entertained at work with your podcast. Ah, you're you welcome. welcome. I love listening to you guys. So, about the episode: Jafar's getting run over by cars, symbiote killing missiles, flying around, government trying to take down Gould CEOs. Not a very friendly planet. Uh, very few funny moments, and adds to this that add it adds to the storyline, but not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Jaffa heavy episode. I give it a four. Yeah, yep. I predict a five from Brent. Yeah, close. 
and a five and a half from Zach. Yeah, right. Uh, also close. Yeah, you know, close. Uh, we we were actually apparently more aligned with you and your four. Yeah. Um, uh, P.S. Ball looked extra crispy in his threat video to SGC. Uh, someone should tell him. Uh, although they might share some similarities, like s- bright lights and you lay in them. However, tanning beds do not have the same capabilities as a sarcophagus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, Similar it, appearance, but not the same yeah. results. Well, I mean, so a couple of things there. One, uh, Cliff Simon is um, a thrill seeker in his real life. You know, like, like he does or did uh, a lot of um, water sports. Ah. Uh, um, um, uh, uh, like of the windsurfing variety or the jet yes, ski variety? Surfing. Surfing. Ah, That's gotcha. the word that I could not think of. It was just, just disappeared. <laughs> it disappeared from my brain. <laughs> so he's out for, there, he's out there, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, hanging 10, shredding yeah, the waves. Yep. Um, and uh, so there's that. Also, um, the, when, when they were watching him on the television, on the, on the, the screen, uh, and he was talking to them, uh, that was actually a live feed. Uh, oh. Cliff Simon was standing in the gate room with a backdrop of, you know, a, a picture of a building that, that, that somebody had taken. Um, and so they could actually hear him uh, and, and, and he could hear them yeah. through the TV. And, and so that was that was done live. That's fun. Uh, and and then there was another time when they had a uh, television and such. Uh, camera work done like that, and that was also done live, where where the people who were on the screen were, you know, just off camera that way, <laughs> and so there you go. That's pretty cool, and I'm suddenly realizing, but this is for another day. How do they ensure that there's no like like rolling artifacts on the television screen when they film it? I'll worry about that later. Uh you know, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, depending on what kind of rolling artifacts. Um, you know, I mean, if it, if it's like, it's later, like, don't uh, worry about sarcophagus it. and whatnot, then, then you got problems. But if it's just like a little, you know, staticky here or there, then you just chalk that up to, to life. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, next we have Paul. Hi, Paul. Paul says to Brent's delight, the Jaffa are brought into the fold. Yes. Shall we celebrate with a Jaffa cake? Ah, it's Jaffa cake. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do hope love someone Jaffa else has the Jaffa joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this episode brings up some interesting topics, but nothing too heavy. And who doesn't like seeing a whole building just disappear? Brent gives it a six. And yes, Zach gives it a six. Also, yes, yes, I know. Lucky guess. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite, Paul. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, next, we have Rowan, who says, I haven't been keeping up as religiously lately. That's fine. But I wanted to say, hi, I am Hello, still here. Rowan. Hello, Rowan. Welcome. I'm glad you're still here. And hey, if there, I get it. Life oh, is yeah. hard. Oh, don't. No, this is, this is a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> there's, there's way more important things out there. <laughs> All right. And then uh, finally, we have Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Kevin says, hi, Zach. Hi, Brent. Once again, I get to unwind on a Friday and watch my favorite TV show. Uh-huh. And as I watched this week's episode and enjoyed a nice steak dinner, nice, Ooh, very nice. I decided to do something new, and I took some notes. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> Apparently new means old. <laughs> maybe, Which, maybe he was taking new notes. Uh, well, okay. Number one. Uh-huh. Finally, an episode without Vala. Just back <laughs> to our original team. It's about time. Original? Number two. Well, it's not the original team. It, not quite. It, it's, it's, it's the original 1.5 team. It's 75% of the way there. Yeah. Yeah. Number two. Carter could easily take out those two security guards. Oh, oh yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. She totally yes. could. <laughs> she was just being polite. <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> wow. Not even 15 minutes into the episode, and we've already got two ghoul-wooled eye flashes. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Number four. The guy in the office initially seemed unfazed while there was gunfire yes! happening. Yes. I also thought this. I mean, I think that they obviously were using a cut from a different, you know, like, right. I guess I noticed that, too. Um, number five. I forgot that this was the episode with the building bomb. And I think <laughs> I always forget that's this episode. <laughs> number six. Oh, Cassie still exists. Yeah. Nice of them to throw that in. Yeah, it was good. And yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, and I'm glad they did throw that in there. And, and of course, you know, uh, Cassie at this point in time would now be a late teen. Yeah. Um, and she's now had to deal without her adoptive mother for a couple of years now. Yeah. Three. I was in, I thought it was in season six. So, you know, the fact that she's dealing with some stuff totally makes sense. Yep. And Carter would have been the one, uh, to step into that uh, maternal role uh, for her. Yep. Number seven. I wonder what Ball's Earth name is. He just introduced himself to Earth, so yes. he must have an Earth name. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> you can call me Bill. Bill. Bill Godson. Bill Godson. There we go. Bill Godson. That's his name. I like it. Uh, or no, Godwin. Godwin. It's gotta be Godwin. Godwin. Bill Godwin. Bill Godwin. There it is. Uh, number eight. I always wondered what it would look like if an office building exploded in space. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> what would an office build? Oh, like that. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, if you have always been wondering what an office building would look like exploding in space, we need to talk. There is a, there is a, a bit of a morbid but true thing that, um, that special effects people uh, after the Twin Towers fell, they learned a lot about how buildings fall apart. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Before then, they figured, and then they learned. Well, yeah. Uh, it, there's nothing quite like seeing an actual building uh, get run into by a, a plane and yep. then actually fall over. Yep. It gets um, uh, a, lot of, a lot to work. Is your, uh, your model in that particular case uh, is pretty, pretty realistic. Pretty realistic. Yep. Uh, number nine. That's a lot of balls, yeah, which sure means is. a whole lot of balls ants, yep. which aren't, which are, of course, fragile. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're kept in very special places. We haven't seen that yet. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, they're, they're struggling to breathe, so they need special respirators. <laughs> they're in an oxygen rich environment. <laughs> so the issue, the issue is not whether it's an oxygen rich environment. It's that they're the their skin is now in such a way that with the exoskeleton that the oxygen molecules can't penetrate it when it's that big. Yeah. Details. <sighs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Kevin concludes. Yes. The story is just 
getting going, and oh, baby, it's going to be uh, for a long... It's going to be going for a long time. Really? I can think it was this for a long time? Great. Oh, oh, okay, I see what he did there. Yep, yep, okay. Boo. Boo. It's a visual joke. You don't need to worry about it, Brent. Oh, okay. All right, (laughs) if, if you really want to know, I'll tell you in about, like, five minutes. Okay. Uh, so he predicts uh, five from Zach and a five from Brent. Pretty I'll close. see you on the next one. Yeah, right. Close. Thank you, Kevin. But not quite. Thank you, Kevin. Um, that's it. What do we got on the discords? On the discords, we have several things. First, we've got Ooh. Tyrannosaurus X. Tyrannosaurus X. Hello, Tyrannosaurus X. Tyrannosaurus X says the X-Files episode of SG-1 isn't bad at all. Teal gets more lines. True. We get <laughs> yeah. business ball and Garrick cements himself as an official pain in the butt. The plot gets moved along and it's not a boring watch, but it's also not anything too special. Zach gives it a five and a half for plot reasons. And Brent gives it a five because there are no Philly popsicle discussions. Philly popsicle discussions. Philly popsicle. Oh, phil- uh, philosophical Philly popsicle. Ah, oh, that's what it is. Thank you, Tyrannosaurus X. Close, but not quite. Close. All right, now we got Kriamisk. Hello, Kriamisk. Kriamisk says, couldn't beaming the building into energy be used to render it inert? Maybe, yes. Like an easy disarming a weapon and storing it away for later. Interesting way to hide the explosive, though. A few interstellar Ooh. disagreements resulting in only a few damaged cubicles doesn't seem so bad. <laughs> Not a big thriller episode. Brent, a four. Oh. And Zach, a four as well. Very, oh, very, very close. So close, Kriamisk. Very close. Thank you, Kriamisk. And then we've got Sean. Hi, Sean. Who has renamed himself Shantak. Shantak. Hi, Shantak. Shantak says... He's not a god machine anymore. Ex Deus Machina. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Random Jaffa in full uniform downtown is on his way home from the bar when crash. <laughs> Shouldn't have stayed for that extra mead. <laughs> Garrick, really? You took down the ghoul wold? Pretty sure SG-1 did most of the work. The Jaffa Rebellion wasn't even worth filming for TV, apparently. <laughs> uh, That's Sean continues. why Ball came to Earth and not Dakara. Uh, Garrick gives me bad vibes. He's going to be trouble. And then, oh, no, Daniel is in a diner. I also thought the same thing. I was thinking, is that the same diner? OK, he's alive, but uh, no. OK, he's alive. It's fine. Close call. <laughs> Wait, now Ball is back? Oh, and he definitely is a ghouled because his eyes flashed. Just in case we forgot about that part. Eye flashes were prepaid for season nine, so we got to use them up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, Ball here. You took my ants, and I want to leave here in peace because I love you guys, but I got a bomb. Ah! Now leave me alone, okay? Love you. Bye. (laughs) (sighs) Meanwhile, you earned your new scouts badge, and Sam's not exactly single again. Yep. That's yep. right. This, yep. super, this is a superb episode. Oh, dear. This is a superb episode. Teal'c was heavily involved, which has been a rarity recently. Yes, agreed. Ball twist. No, plot twist. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Ball times 10 expo, ex, ex, exponential 10. 
Oh, the ball that died has a deep voice, but no glowing eyes. Sneaky. Who knows what's happening now? I know. Wow. Whoa. I just read this next sentence. This is an eight Chevron episode. Wow. It's placed at the right time. Feels like a traditional SG one episode. Sam is back and Teal is actually playing a part. Eight for Brent Tech and Z- eight for Zach Tech wow. and eight for Sean Tech. <laughs> no. Wow. No, I did not like this episode. <laughs> I, uh, wow. wow. But I'm glad you liked it. That's pretty I, great. I'm very glad you liked it. You know, right. it, it, it's a good thing that people like this episode. Yes. Um, because, you know, there, there's, there's value in entertainment for somebody. Yes, indeed. That somebody is not actually me. <laughs> but I'm glad it's there for somebody. You know, I mean, like yes. there's, there's a lot of entertainment stuff out there that's not for me. Yes, of course. I'm exactly. glad it exists because yep. it entertains somebody. It, it, boy, Shantak was right there. All right, we got Banjo. Hi, Banjo. Hi, Banjo. Banjo says, yay, 100% Vala free. Boo. Boo. Boo, Banjo. All right, but Banjo continues. Garrick acting like a former president who should be locked up, talking down to others and doing what he wants without following rules or protocols. How dare he spit on Teal'c and the Tauri? It's not for if not for them, he'd still be a follower of some minor god Montu. I think Garrick is jealous because Teal'c was first primed to Apophis, who was like the man in ghoul terms. <laughs> I can't stand him as a character. The Jaffa acting like all, quote, we know best, unquote. You tokrophobe and Jaffa supremacist. Yeah, that, that's yeah, a yep. spicy, but probably pretty accurate read. All right. Banjo continues. Meanwhile, back on Earth, we are playing an episode of Spy versus Spy or something. Company policy prevents me from discussing that with you. Knowing that ball helped set policy, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if it specifically said, do not give info to SG-1. <laughs> <laughs> it's on page 30 of the handbook. It's underneath. It's underneath disclosures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Banjo continues. And like Ball, did you have to flash your eyes? Like we know it's you. Was there two for one? Was there a two for one special and eye flash effect? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, turn the building into a bomb. How did we not see ships coming in or in in to deliver the Naquita? Uh Decent question. Seriously, someone watch the radar. Walter, get in there. And why did we harass that poor guy playing solitaire? What? <laughs> It was Texas Hold'em. Uh, where's where is the false god ball? Like, come on. I'd, I'd be, excuse me? The LARP session is next Tuesday. <laughs> Mitchell didn't know who ball was and had to ask. Jeez, minus one Chevron for being an expert in reading all the SG-1 mission reports, but not seeing, seeing what he looked like. <laughs> oh, Mitchell gets what he wants and puts the team together with patches. Nostalgia? I've got a medication for that. Taco concludes this taco. No, Banjo. Banjo concludes this episode is aptly named because of how easy it was to beam a building into space. I gotta give it a six, but that's one Chevron bump because I did mention Novala would have been a seven. But Mitchell screwed it up. But Mitchell screwed that up. I bet Brent goes with a seven. Wow. Wow. And Zach goes with an eight because of ball wow. love. Holy moly. All right. Lastly, we've got, well, thank you. Thank you, Banjo. Thank you for that. Thank you, Banjo. Thank you. Lastly, very much. we've got Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Tim says it does help progress. Is this brother the, Tim? This is brother Tim. Oh, okay. It does help progress the meta narrative and is fun in that regard. But the episode by itself is mostly just okay. 
I would give it a five. I think Zach will give it a five and a half. Very close. Mm. And mm-hmm. Brent will give it a five. Also very close. We were a very little bit close. harsher. But that is it for the predictions on Discord. What do we have got for emails? Well, thank you very much. Those on Discord. I yes. have one email from a uh, friend of the show, David. Hi, David. David begins with a clone of the original Chevron encoding bias buffer. Oh, okay. Ex-God Machine! Get it? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Bald isn't a god anymore, and he used a machine to make more of himself. Oh. Ex-God Machine! Oh, yeah! This is a nice middle-of-the-road episode. Not great, but not terrible. Mainly, it just sets up that Ball is still around, getting up to mischief, and that Garrick is a jerk. Yes. That's very true. Did you notice that Asgard Beaming Tech got a serious upgrade since we first saw it used in Thor's Chariot? Yeah. When they beamed away pyramids in layers, now it's just beam and an entire building is gone. I guess we did see that they beamed away those things back in Thor's Hammer. Okay, that's never mind. Um, uh, he continues, uh, seems like the Asgard can continue to improve things. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So, he predicts that Brent will give it five chevrons mm. for business ball Close. in his stylish business suit conducting <laughs> business. <laughs> business. And, <laughs> and Zach is going to give it five chevrons for business ball in his stylish business suit conducting <laughs> business. Get it? I cloned my reasons. Oh, look at that. It's, it's, it's so clever. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, David. David, David. <laughs> no, good, we were a little Thanks, bit David. harsher than that. But, you know, you, you got the, the gist of the middling episode there. Yep, sure did. All right. So that's what we have on the emails. Ah, oh, thanks, everybody. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate that. Now, Brent. Yes. It is time to turn our attention to the next episode of Stargate SG-1. Mm-hmm. And in the next episode... It is titled Babylon. Babylon. Yes. So, so uh, Kevin made a, a comment there about, um, oh, baby, it's going to get to lawn one with an apostrophe oh, on the lawn. There. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, Kevin. Kind of, kind of went on, kind of babbled on, didn't it? Hey, oh, Babylon. What do you got for me? All right. Well, I guess I can't do the babbled on pun. Got to think of something else. Um, uh, Babylon, 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 Babylon. I don't know. So how familiar with Van Halen are you, Zach? Uh, very little. Ah. Unfortunately, I just am hearing the song Panama in my head. But okay. like, you know, Babylon, do, 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 Babylon. But I guess I don't have anything. So, okay, we just got to make something up then. Okay, right. Well, you, you you can, like, just because I don't have any culture doesn't mean that our <laughs> listeners don't have any culture. But you'll notice that I purposefully did not pick the, oh, who sang that song? Because Babylon was the name. Is from the early 2000s, right around the same time. Whatever, doesn't matter. Okay, Babylon, here we go. Next yes. time on Stargate SG-1, the SG-1 team travel through the gate to find themselves on a strange world. It is amazing. It's really busy, and it's full of people, and the city's massive, and it's got a huge like building with lots of gardens that are hanging. It's great. 
It's wonderful. And they go, wait a minute, I know where we're at. And Cam Mitchell, who is ever the astute stu- student of studying things, is like, are we in? And and Daniel Jackson goes, yeah, I think we are. And 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 um, and uh, Samantha Carter's like, I, I can't believe it, but it sure does look that way. And Teal'c is like, what are you guys talking about? And they all go, we appear to be in the ancient city of Babylon. And Teal'c is like, I think I've heard of this place. It's one of your major cities from ancient times. And everyone's like, yeah, it's crazy. And they're like, did we go through a did the did the wormhole go through a flare of the sun again? And the answer is yes, indeed it did. We are now 10,000 years in the, not 10,000. We are several thousand years in our past. Now at the ancient city of Babylon, we're going to have a great time. We're going to just blow through the budget again with, with even more special effects and matte paintings and just magnificent stuff. We're going to absolutely introduce an entirely new culture to this, to this fiesta that we have going on with our, with our current SG one uh, friends. And instead of bringing back the ghoul, like we should have left alone, we are bringing in a new bad guy whose name is Jim. Jim Jim from Babylon. And it's going to be great. We're going to have a good time, but how are we going to deal with it? I don't know. Only one way to find out next time. Stargate SG-1 Babylon. For what it's worth, um, uh, Babylon was about 2,600 years ago. That's still, that's that's, that's many thousands of years ago. Wait, 2,600? 2,600. It was Babylon, the Babylonian Empire. Well, the Babylonian Empire that is of interest for uh, uh, Old Testament scholars was in the uh, 500s BCE. Man, those are kids. Egypt sitting over there being like, wow, y'all just now got to the building, impressive buildings. Join the club. Yeah, but the Babylonians did beat up on the Egyptians at the time because the Egyptians were like, Look at me! I'm like, oh, my nose is bloody. I mean, you know, after you have a good four thousand year run, you're allowed you're allowed a little, uh, you know, relaxation. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> um, suffice it to say, the Babylonians were jerks. Well, then maybe that's what that's what I'm saying. Jim the jerk from Babylon. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know. You know, Nebuchadnezzar. I think. I think. Oh gosh. Now nah, I'm fuzzy. I can't remember if Nebuchadnezzar was Babylonian and Persian. I think he, I think he was Babylonian, but but I could be wrong. Well, let's see if we got some Babylon going on with this. Uh, okay. This well, up. I have the uh, promo that uh, David created for us. Yes. Or and well, apparently a guest. David wasn't feeling so good. Well, you know, David. You know, we'll see. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. I'm hitting play now. Next time on Stargate SG-1. Well, that's David's voice. It is. The search for the legendary Sodan warrior leads to disaster. Hey. Hello, guys. How's it going? <laughs> um, your promo guy got sick during the middle of production. Um, and he asked me to fill in. I don't know how to use his computer, which is going to make things kind of tough. So I'm going to just tell you what, what happens. Um, Mitchell and SG-1... No, wait. Um, hmm. <laughs> Mitchell gets captured by the Sodan. They have some advanced tech. And um, they put him on trial for killing one of the guys, but even though he didn't really kill him, they don't know that. 
and it's going to be a big fad. And then a prior of the Ori shows up. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Bye. <laughs> it's all next time on Star SG1. Oh, that's great. Oh, that was fantastic. Hallowed oh, are the Ori. Hallowed are the Ori. Oh, oh, excellent. Boy. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. It has nothing well, to do with Babylon, uh, apparently, though. David, I'm sorry that you're feeling sick, but I am very thankful that uh, you were able to find somebody who could fill in for you. Um, I appreciate that, you know. And, you know, hey, we, we've, we've been doing this show, Brent, for uh, six years now, Almost, right? yeah. Almost there. six years. And, and uh, we had two seasons of promos ahead of time. And then David stepped up and, and yeah. helped us out. And David has been making promos for episodes for now close to five years. Yeah. And, you know. Across several seasons. Yes. <laughs> of uh, two you know. shows. Yes. I am just so impressed. And, and I'm so thankful that uh, that uh, we had a, a, a stand in there who was able to to uh, carry the load when when you were sick, David. Unable to help us. That's that's really good. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Um. So, uh, let me pull up my show notes so I can remember where we're we're at. At the end. This. That's right. This is where I say, "Tell us what you think." Yes. About uh this episode. Uh, a lot of you seem to like this episode more than us. Uh, you've got to argue your points. Or not. Yeah. It's your choice. I but mean, yes, you can you do can that by us. emailing us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com. Tell us about all of the friends that you're sharing this podcast with. You can go to the Facebooks. You can go to the Discords. You can go to the the the, the, the Buy Me a Coffees if you want. Yep. All of the things. All the things. All the things. And with that, I say I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Walking Through the Stargate. See you next time. Bye. Carter, dial it up. Get these people home.